welcome to Checked Out. We are broadcasting from Euclid Public Library in beautiful Euclid, Ohio. I'm Casey Armstrong, Director of the Library. And I'm Mike Stein, Assistant Manager of Adult Services. We talk about our favorite books, movies, services, and events with our favorite people in our favorite community. Each podcast will feature a different theme. Today, we're talking about gaming at the library. Our special guest is EPL Young Adult Associate, Ray Ford. Welcome, Ray. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Ray is kind of the game guru of the department, what with running our YA game days and staying up to date on all the advances in computer gaming. Along with Ray's great gaming program for the kids, EPL is also planning on offering an eSports for Gamers program. You might have heard about the Cavs planning recently to open an eSports facility in Battery Park for their NBA 2K team to train and play games and also for the public to come and participate. So either we're encroaching on their territory or they're coming on to ours, but whatever the case, we have Mr. Ray here to talk about gaming and libraries. So let's just start out. Ray, what are YA game days? Well, on the surface, it's basically teens coming in to play video games. I mean, if you just want to get down to it. Um, but ultimately, it's it's a way for young people that have this passion for video games to um, we give to give them an outlet to actually feel like what they're doing and what they love to do matters. So how many kids usually attend and where should they go when they come into the library? Uh, during the school year, we average probably around 40 to 50 kids. Um, in the summer months, it's between 15 and 25 maybe. And we're normally in the meeting rooms, uh, depending on what day, it's the uh, lake room or sometimes the area bathroom. And can you just show up, or do you need to register beforehand? During the school year, there's a um, pre-registration policy uh, that is, goes hand-in-hand hand with the adult chaperone policy. Uh, but during the summer months, no, uh, the policy is lifted, so they just come in as they, as they are. So what are the most popular games? Well, that, that's, a tough, that's a tough question. It, it depends on who you ask, really. Um, different gamers prefer different genres of games. Uh, you have sports games, you know, fighting games, you have casual games that you normally play on your phones, uh, survival games, uh, racing games. So it, there's really no one answer for that. But at the present time, if we had to give an answer, it would be Fortnite is probably the most popular game on Earth right now. And that's what I was just going to ask. So we can play Fortnite at YA Game Days. Absolutely. Why do you Absolutely. think? Why do you think that one is the most popular? That's a good question. I mean, it's an open world game. It's actually a big social event. You know, I mean, they make it really like a TV show or a movie, and the kids, you know, they get a chance to create. Well, they don't necessarily get to create their own avatar, but they give these identities to kids, and they get this. There's this open world. I don't know if anybody's familiar with what an open world is, but they can just roam like they were walking around the neighborhood. So it's it's an adventure wrapped up in a open world and it's just, it consumes, you know, it consumes everything. And I think a lot of people still think of video games as you go like yourself in your bedroom and you're sitting in the dark all by yourself <laughs> playing it. But I've heard and seen the YA game days and there's tons of kids having fun, being noisy, which is fine. Absolutely talking with their friends, you know, socializing. So it's definitely going way beyond sitting there and playing asteroids by myself in my bedroom. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> so 
Um, before we get over there, I, I just have a quick question about the differences and what we can expect. Because I'm from the generation of the 80s when we played video games and you went to the arcade. So kind of walk us through, Mr. Ray, what they'll see when they when they come into a uh, YA game tournament or game day here at the library. And then tell us what game can no one beat you at? Ironically, I mean, I come from that generation to the arcade generation, and it's sort of a uh, a reimagining of the arcade. So in the arcade, if you remember back, for those of you that know, you go to the arcade and it's a social event. You know, you're standing around one gang, one person or two people are playing against each other, and then you have the crowd that sort of surrounds you. You know, and everybody has a commentary and everybody's trying to, you know, compete against the best. And it was all about the high score. So when you walk in YA game, it's pretty much the same thing. We're trying to recreate that arcade environment, that social environment. So when you come in, there's TVs, there's projection screens. Each one has its own component. I mean, console hooked up to it. And they sort of filter through whatever game that they choose to play or what they like to play. So... And the other question, oh, what can they not beat me at? Yes. Is Mortal Kombat. Hands down. I've been playing it since 1995. I've not been beating you. Wow. It's like me and Tic-Tac-Toe. <laughs> <laughs> I think here's a little bit more complicated. So now we've advanced to virtual reality games where people basically wear a set of what looks like goggles and they're immersed in a game or a world. So mm-hmm. how does that work? Just what you said. I mean, you, you put these this headset on and you're transported into this environment, you know, and you become one with it and you walk around, you look around the, the world and the environment and it's just like looking outside of your window, you know, looking behind you and if you're driving a car, it's like looking behind you in the car, you see everything moving, you know, it's all three dimensional. I mean, it's, it's an immersive experience that you can't really explain until you actually go in it and it depends on the game and the experience that you are part of. You know, some are in space, you know, some are adventure games. It just depends on what game you're playing. Can you play Mortal Kombat on that one? You can use the goggles. You you can put the headset on, but it's not three-dimensional. You know, it doesn't uh, you can't look all around because it's a two-dimensional game. So why should teens come to YA game especially if I may not be as highly skilled as someone like you who can win at Mortal Kombat. Why should we? Why should they come? Number one, you should come to socialize. I mean, if you do play games like like Mike said, you know, at one point it was you just sat in your room by yourself and you sort of just became a like an individual in this room, not socializing your interpersonal skills are sort of being wasted when the, the beauty of the arcade environment is that it was a culture and it is a culture and it's you know this environment where you can actually come in contact with people that are like you you know you're not you know strange video games get a bad rap you know, they do i mean just hands down they do but that's just because that they're not experienced you know the way they used to 
are you telling me if I am a newbie to the gaming world, coming will allow me to maybe practice a little bit, learn a little bit, hone my skill a little bit, so I'll feel a little bit more comfortable? Well, there's not a lot of mercy shown in the YA game days. I will say that. <laughs> we don't promote mercy here. I mean, not in that way, but I mean, we're here, they're here to win. I mean, they're there to win. And yes, they will bring you along if you're, you know, I want to learn how to play, for example, Super Smash Bros., which I don't play. And if you're a new person to that, they'll, you know, give you the, you know, the maybe one through five. This is what you need to do. You know, one through five points. This is what you need to do. Other than that, you know, don't, there won't be any handouts here. But <laughs> <laughs> so what would you like parents to know about YA game days? Uh, first and foremost, your kids are safe passions are being recognized. Um, that's one thing that I want parents to know. As a parent, you know, if my child or my children were to come in, I would like to know that they're safe. Second is, you know, they're among their peers. They are socializing in a positive way. Uh, they're getting to know their classmates and they're doing it, you know, using this platform you know, so it's all good. I hate to say it, I mean, that's the only way I can really think of it. It's all good. You know, your children are safe, they're having fun, and they're enjoying themselves after school. Sounds like something I would have wanted to do when I was at it. I want to do it now at my age. Yeah, so. me too. Something new you are leading on Saturday, September 7th is the NBA 2K Blacktop Tournament. Three-player teams sign up to play a virtual tournament using the NBA 2K game. Where did this idea come from? Well, the actual tournament, the virtual part of the tournament came just as an extension of the three-on-three tournament that will be happening on the same day at the basketball course behind us. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Officer Vashawn Williams, well, now Sergeant Vashawn Williams, he asked how we could sort of contribute to it, you know, as a community partner. And the idea came to just sort of mirror what was happening outside, inside, mm -hmm. virtually. And NBA 2K already has a platform for that, so we just kind of went with that. So people will be coming here to the library to play this game in a three-on-three -three tournament. When you sign up for a team, are gamers picking actual real-life players to play on the game? Are they avatars of themselves, made up people on the screen? How do they decide what players are playing with? Well, the rules state, and I will say I, I wrote the rules, so you, you are not allowed to use any avatar, any made-up player. You can't use any player that you created on your own. But you are allowed to use any player from any era that's listed in the player, what's in the player listing. So that means you can use you know, someone as old or as past era as Will Chamberlain, you know, or you could use somebody as current as Steph Curry, or you could use you know somebody as iconic as Michael Jordan, you know. But you cannot use your own players, but you can use any player from any era. So I hear people are basically lined up from here to Lakeshore as we record this. You have higher than normal expectations for this program. Yes. Only because there's a uh, incentive, a, a larger incentive involved. Um, to win, if you win the actual tournament, 
um, in any of the divisions, which is uh, 8 to 12 and then 13 to 17, you get a copy of the new NBA 2K20. So that alone, you know, is, is motivation enough for, you know, more kids and more young people to participate. And we are encouraging spectators as well. We want a raucous atmosphere, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you go to, I mean, we want to mimic what would actually happen outside. So when you go to a court, at least I did when I played, you know, as many friends as you had to stand on the sidelines, you want it there. I mean, it's, it's, it's inspiration almost. Same thing. Same thing for a virtual game. Works the same way. So after our tournament ends here at the library, people can go over to the basketball course behind the police station and play or watch an actual three-on-three tournament sponsored by the City of Euclid, the Euclid Police Department, and the Police Athletic League. So this is more than just sitting around all day playing video games, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's about maneuvering through your city. It's about understanding how your community works, who's in your community, um, what role you play in your community, what stake you have in it. Um, it's just a, a large communal effort, which I think is, uh, yes, more than just sitting around playing video games. <laughs> so if you, Mr. Ray, were playing in this tournament, this virtual tournament, who would be your three-on-three video game teammates that are playing with you? Not your players, maybe your players that you would pick, as well as the two people that would be your partners. Oh, so I so you you want me so the three people in the game, yes. three people out of the game. Yes. So if I had my dream, the one person, the one of the people I would choose is my younger brother. He knows more about video games than I do, and he's knowledgeable about basketball. The other player would probably be my son because he plays as well, and they're both better than I am. But I know more about basketball than they do, so they would probably pull me along. Now, the three people inside the game, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and probably Moses Malone. Moses Malone. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thing. Rebounds, man. Yeah, you need to get rebounds. <laughs> That's right. Well, sounds like a great time. We're looking forward to it and hoping we get a big crowd. Oh, that's going to be fun. So before we let you go, we're going to subject you to what we call five quick questions with. Uh-oh. So... Just real quick questions and answers. Keep you on your toes. First question. How long before the Cavs are good again? Ten years. I'm with you on that. Ten years. And you have, you're you a pretty good athlete. I know you played basketball at a high level. You still coach basketball, so you have the background for this. How many tries before you hit a half-court shot? Personally? Yes. Three. Three? Not too bad. Who's your favorite superhero? Batman. Nope, nope. Let me reset. Wonder Woman, then Batman. Wonder Woman, then Batman? I'm insanely jealous of the remote starter on your car. <laughs> you recommend for everybody to get a remote starter, correct? Uh, yes, I do. In the wintertime. Oh, even in the summertime. Especially the last few weeks where it's been 100 degrees, uh, that, that air conditioning is gone before you even get in there. And finally, who's the most famous Ford of all time? Wow. The most famous Ford of all time. We had the President Ford, we, we had, had the Car Ford. Henry Ford, we had Gerald Ford, we had Ray Ford. Ray Ford, most famous, I'll go with that. <laughs> All right, Mr. Ray, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, I appreciate it. And now the news.
Each podcast we bring you news from around the library world we call library news you cannot use. Euclid Public Library has a tank out front of the library. Now the Edmonton Public Library in Canada has a tank that is the library. At least that's what it looks like after a recent remodel. If you look at the library in Canada from a certain angle, it does indeed resemble a tank with a turret. Library officials say wait a few months until you see what the finished product looks like. It probably will not look like a tank. If you want to learn more about our tank, come to the help desk for a detailed flyer. We have some of our cookbooks on our shelves, while another library had cookbook author and model Chrissy Teigen visit in person. Teigen recently tweeted about a trip to her local library for the first time in 23 years, where she took her daughter to Storytime, browsed the cookbooks, and read Highlights magazine. It was awesome, she tweeted. Do you like Chrissy and come to EPL to enjoy the same things? And check out Chrissy Teigen's cravings Recipes for all the food you want to eat. Meanwhile, some people remember this. We used to have a payphone here at Euclid Public Library. It was removed by AT&T several years ago. But guess what they're doing in Lawrence Downtown Library in Kansas? They're installing a payphone. And the kids there don't know what the heck it is. 11-year-old Ari Martin and her friends tried to dial a number without lifting the handset. This was such a big deal, it made the local television station's nightly news. Probably because it is the only payphone in downtown Lawrence, population 87,643. That could very well be one more payphone than we have left here in Euclid. Here at the library, you're welcome to use our non-payphone right by our new CDs. And that's library news you cannot use. Thanks for listening to Checked Out. We hope you will tune in next time when we talk about the Euclid Historical Museum. And you can learn more by picking up a copy of Library Lines at the library or going to our website, euclidlibrary.org. Thanks for listening.